Hello, friends. Welcome to the Second Phase Podcast. I'm Robin Graham, your host, and a brand marketing strategist and photographer passionate about helping women connect and grow their audience and get more clients. I am so excited you are here with me today to chat all about branding, personal development, and life overall in the second phase. What is the second phase? The second phase for me was a change in careers and learning how to navigate a new world and build a business from the ground up when I was actually terrified to put myself out into the world as something new. For some, the second phase is a significant lifestyle change, a traumatic loss, a move, an illness. It could be any number of things. No matter the definition of your second phase, we are here together to learn about creating a brand that stands out and makes an impact and grow as our authentic selves and follow our callings, our passions, our visions, and our values. Now grab your cup of coffee or the dog's leash and let's dive into a new episode. Are you struggling with brand clarity, confidence, and creating content that connects? Want to brand yourself or your business but don't know where to begin? Or are you frustrated because you're doing all the things you see everyone else doing but you aren't getting more clients? You're telling everyone what you do but no one hears you? It's like you're speaking a foreign language because your message isn't resonating. I hear you. The overwhelm is real. I feel your pain and frustration. I've been there. It wasn't overnight that I grew my business and figured out how to create a cohesive and consistent brand message that builds genuine connections and gets more clients. In fact, I did everything the hard way and I want to make it easier for you because I've been in your shoes and I don't want you to struggle anymore. I am offering brand strategy, clarity, confidence, and connection coaching sessions to help you master your brand messaging and be seen and heard as the expert you are. In a one-hour strategy session, we'll dive deep into your values, visions, and passions to create absolute clarity around your brand messaging and business. You'll not only have absolute clarity for your brand messaging, but you'll feel confident. When you are confident, you will trust yourself more and be able to create content, content that genuinely connects and helps your ideal audience get to know, like, and trust you. After working with Tracy for only one hour, she said, Robin's branding expertise was not only insightful, but empowering. She gave me a clear vision of my personal brand and how I can market myself as an authority in higher education. The blueprint she gave me for creating a personal brand is very detailed, but most importantly, gives me confidence that I can and will continue to transform business initiatives within higher education programs and help and inspire others to do the same. Don't you want to achieve that sense of clarity and confidence to feel empowered to inspire your audience? I believe you can and will when we work together. Now, if you're envisioning yourself feeling anxious and frantically taking notes during this session, don't worry. You don't have to write anything down. The only thing you need to do is focus on the strategy session and learning, and I'll take care of everything else. You'll receive a comprehensive blueprint from me outlining everything we've talked about with action items that will take your brand messaging to the next level and attract more clients. Do you want absolute clarity on your brand messaging and to know how to connect with your ideal audience to attract more clients? Then this strategy session is for you. 
Don't waste any more time spinning your wheels. Go to therobingram.com slash shop to schedule your session today. Hurry, because I have limited spots per month so that I can give you the attention you deserve. I can't wait to work with you and watch your brand messaging and business transform. I have a question for you today. Have you heard of the Enneagram? Have you typed yourself? Have you done any of the quizzes and actually discovered what Enneagram type you are? There are nine total types, but there are different categories or descriptions within each type. And it fascinates me. I was so curious about it. And a dear friend of mine who actually was in a previous episode, Lori Rosalowski, introduced me to Liza Jean. And Liza Jean is here today to educate us on the Enneagram. And I just loved this conversation. Now I'm going to warn you, she shares her journey and her journey has not been one of ease. She experienced a lot of trauma as a young girl and even into her you know, 20s. So as a young woman, so I want to give you a forewarning. We do talk about her trauma and her journey but there is so much light in this episode. And I think if you have been curious about the Enneagram at all, your questions are gonna be answered and you're gonna become even more curious about it. So she shares her journey and it's definitely one that I would not have wanted to be on, but through her journey and through her experiences, God called her to now be a light in other people's lives. And I think you're gonna find her very interesting and I think you'll enjoy the overall scope of this episode so enjoy and thank you for being here thank you for listening thank you for your support and enjoy the show Liza Jean welcome to the second phase podcast thank you so much for having me it is definitely an honor to be here with you and to share my story with your listeners today well thank you I am excited that you're here you have I'm not necessarily excited about your journey that got you to where you are, because it has certainly been one of struggle, but yet triumph. And when we dive into talking about the Enneagram, which I am so curious about and eager to learn more about and how that really pulled you through to the other side of your journey to come to that point of triumph over all of the struggles and trauma that you lived through as a young girl and as a young woman. So with that being said, I would love for you to tell the listeners a little bit about you, where you're from, and maybe some of your journey and why your faith and the Enneagram have really carried you through to become the woman you've become today. Oh, thank you very much for sharing those pieces. It is so essential to not only break the silence and the stigma around some of these hard conversations, but also for survivors to speak up and to voice their story and to also share the hard parts of their life that they have been carrying around, which also comes with shame. So I've carried a lot of shame in my life because I didn't have a safe place to share my struggles. I did have therapy to work through, but it's not the same as having an actual support system. So I grew up in a pretty dysfunctional family and my parents actually separated prior to my birth. And so I really grew up feeling like I was already abandoned, not only by my dad, but also my mom, because she was working so hard to raise myself and my older brother. It really became a struggle for us to just get by. And so our life became survival mode. So I really didn't know anything other than just surviving. 
my whole childhood. Unfortunately, that kind of set me up for experiencing the trauma that it did. So I was actually sexually abused as a child for five years. So from a very young age, I knew nothing but surviving and doing what I could to get through life. And unfortunately, I'm not the only one who's gone through something like this. And that is also the reason why I speak up and share my story, because it is so important to tell other survivors that they are not alone and also to educate other people who may be in a similar situation or who don't understand what actual abuse is. So abuse can be in a domestic relationship with a partner. It can also be as a child. Domestic violence isn't just, you know, in an intimate partnership. It also can be in your home. And so it's so important for me to share my story, but also help other survivors to get to the other side. So I am a co-parenting mom of two daughters. I'm ridiculously proud of how far I have come on my journey, but how far my daughters have come through the divorce. We're going on four plus years of being separated and it definitely has been a journey. And so I think a few years ago, three years ago, actually almost last month when I experienced a really transformational change in my life, I had lost the faith. I had been recently hospitalized for eight days. My body was giving up on me. And I didn't know what else to do. I had been fighting for my life physically and emotionally, and I was kind of at my wit's end. And that was when God came knocking on my door and said, hey, hey, you need to turn your life around. And because you're choosing not to, I'm going to help you do that. And so through that transformation, I was able to find a church that was supportive. A group of women were able to put together some funds for me to attend a local conference here in Florida where I live to go and experience the transformation of knowing God and bringing him into your life. And during that experience, I actually had an encounter with an angel, which I would love to share more of that story in detail, but to keep it short so that we can talk more about the actual healing on the other side. I was called an altar call and I had never done that before. So I went up and I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I started shaking. I was crying. And this woman took me in her embrace. She was dressed all in white. And she looked at me, looked into my eyes, and she could see into the depths of my soul. And I knew in that moment, something was changing. Something was different. I had no idea what it was. And she had seen all of the struggles. I literally didn't even speak a word. I just said, I don't know what to say. And she said, you don't need to say anything. She looked into my eyes. And she knew everything, every hard piece of my story that I had never shared, except for maybe with my counselor, my therapist at the time. And it had been years since I had shared any pieces of that story. And to have a woman share those things with me and like say, you are forgiven. You can forgive your abuser. You can let go. You do not need to carry these things anymore was a pivotal defining moment in my life. And that was three years ago. So I started my healing journey, like my actual real healing journey of coming to the other side through meeting God and meeting this angel and her walking beside me and leading me. And what allowed me to do is to start looking deeper at myself, start almost having permission to discovering who I was and the journey that God wanted for my life, not so much me being in control and trying to do this healing thing on my own. And I love reading books. I love listening to podcasts. And so I just started plugging into anything I could get my hands on every day, all day. I'd listen to inspirational music and podcasts. And one day I came across a podcast and they were talking about the Enneagram. And what I remember from that day, this was three years ago, is listening to someone talk about 
the hard things that they've been through, the hard things that they're struggling through with no shame. So the Enneagram itself is a personality assessment in a way. It's similar to a Myers-Briggs, but it looks at your motivations, not so much your behaviors. And so it allows us to see ourselves the way that God sees us. It allows us to see our strengths and our weaknesses. And so I started using the Enneagram to kind of dig deeper into my healing, to find my way out of a deep, dark valley. And slowly I just started climbing out one brave moment at a time. And I said, I can do this. I have someone beside me. I have someone who loves me. And I have someone who knows that these hard things that I experience in life, it's not the end of my story. My story is not over. And part of my story is sharing my story with others to know that they are not alone on their journeys. Oh, that is so powerful. So powerful. You know, (laughs) I can't fathom what you went through. I have no idea the pain and the struggle other than from what you and I have talked about previously and what I've learned from other people or reading books and, you know, experiencing through words or stories is the depth of my knowledge. But one thing that you said is that you know, you have had to dig yourself out of this deep, dark place one moment at a time. And that is something that so many people have to do. And they may not have experienced the same traumas or abuse that you experienced, but so many people go through experiences and traumas that leave them in those places. And I think it's really important that through the work that you're doing now, through your business and through Living Simply Brave, you are empowering so many other women to be able to not only tell their stories and become vulnerable, but to grow and then to help other people at the same time. And I just think that is so incredible that you are selflessly giving of yourself to empower other women, embrace other women and help them grow so that collectively, you can then help so many other people. I just think it's so beautiful. Thank you. I want to be honest and I want to be vulnerable and share that it's taken me a lot to get to where I'm at right now. It has taken a lot of determination and struggle. It's taken a lot of time to listen to other people's story and to know that if they can share those hard pieces, that I have permission to share my story. And that I also have permission to let go of the fear and the shame that I have been carrying. Hey, said that for so long, like I have so much shame around this and the shame isn't my shame. It's the shame of what happened. And that's Mm -hmm. the problem is so many other women, whether they've experienced a similar trauma or any trauma, or even just going through a divorce, it's so shameful and you lose pieces of yourself and you lose people in your life. You lose a support system that you thought was there. And when I say I struggled both of the times that I went through the trauma, so during my childhood and then when I went through the divorce, I literally lost all of my support system. Every single person who I thought had my back and who believed in me and who loved me, they all disappeared. Every single one of them. And it wasn't until I realized that I had to become my own support system, that I had to support myself And I had to start figuring out how to provide for the things that I needed. It really changed a lot of things for me. And I know that in a faith-based, a lot of people see that as being selfish. And I really truly believe that when I finally learned the concept of 
if you can't take care of your own self, you can't take care of your own vessel, how in the world can you take care of anybody else? How can you be a servant? How can you go and change people's lives if you're not taking care of yourself and you're not taking Mm -hmm. care of the own vessel that God has given to you? Yeah, I agree with that. And it's the same thing with love. If you can't love yourself, how are you going to love anyone else? And yes, we're supposed, you know, we always have God's love and he's always there for us, but he does say, you know, we are to take care of what he's given us and we can't take care of the, our children or the people around us if we aren't healthy and have not granted ourselves the grace of self-care. So I agree with you completely. Let's talk a little bit about, so the Enneagram, and I liked what you said, how it looks at your motivations. And I think that's really interesting because each and every one of us, with every action we take, there is a motivation inside of us. There's something that's driving us to do what we're doing. And I would love to know from your perspective, and now, you know, since you've studied the Enneagram and you're using it in your business and you have used it to not only overcome your traumas, but to create relationships and understand the people that hurt you or the people that are in your life. So I think it's so important to dive into this and really understand what that means. So the Enneagram itself is in a category like a personality test. And that's a simple way of putting it. But realistically, what it is, it's a guide map to discover who you are. It's able to show you why you think, feel and behave based on the motivations that other people can't see. And so although this is a personality way of looking at it, it's not similar to the Myers-Briggs in a way that those look at external behaviors of like what people are doing that you can physically see. The Enneagram really focuses on your internal motivations of why you do what you do and how you see the world. So you can't really change how you see the world, but you can change what you do with how you see. And what that means is it allows you to take a deeper look at yourself and maybe why you're habitually doing these, you know, patterns that you really are like, wow, Yep, I did that again. I really didn't like that. I shouldn't have done that. It allows you to be like, oh, wow, those are the patterns that I naturally fall into. And it also shows you the growth side of like, what can I do differently to be a better version of myself? How can I respond to situations rather than continue to react in a way that is not pleasing to ourselves and to others? And it really allows us to reach for growth. And so it it shows the strengths and the weaknesses. None of the types are better than the others. There are nine types. So the Enneagram itself is basically a nine-sided diagram and there are nine types. And a lot of people, when they first encounter the Enneagram, they get a little confused. They're like, how can there only be nine people in the world? Well, the Enneagram itself is a very complex system, but the way that I teach people to use it in their healing journey, it can be very simple. And as you use it, you know, over time, you can learn how to dig to the deeper parts of the Enneagram to really experience deeper healing in your life. So when you talk about that, and I know for me, I did the test, the Enneagram analysis or whatever you'd call it. And I am a, I think a two wing nine or a wing seven, like I've done it a couple of different times and I'm always in between like a seven and a nine, but I'm always a two. So I discourage people to take a test. I do have a test on my website that you can take. It is to help you get curious about 
like what is the Enneagram, it also helps you get curious about like what questions to ask. So the problem is with tests is they don't really get to the motivations of why you do the things. So a lot of the tests that are out there, there are some better tests than others, but they're not accurate because they're looking at motivations rather than behaviors. So a lot of the questions they ask you are about behavioral things or why you think and feel about doing something. And so the best way to really discover your type is to go on a brave journey and figure out who you are as an individual. And so if you've already taken a test like you have, a lot of times tests say you're a two this with a wing this, and you can't be a two wing with a nine or a seven. Your wing is actually the adjacent to your main type. So I'm a type two. And so the numbers next to my two are a one and a three. So those are my wings. So your wings are only adjacent to your actual number, your main dominant type. And so why would these tests say like when they do the results, why would they say that? There's a lot of tests out there that aren't calibrated in the way that some of these other tests. So I have a test on my website. It's one of the more accurate ones. It's more super easy friendly, but there are other ones out there that you can take. There's paid versions and there's ones that are just kind of fun. What mm-hmm. it's meant to do is to spark a curiosity for you want to dig deeper and to really look at it and discover why you're motivated to do the things that you do. Interesting. So people, if they have done these tests, they should use that with caution, <laughs> use the results with caution and not make assumptions about themselves or people they know who have done tests. They need to make sure that the tests they've done are I guess, sound, reputable, and not just fly by night, so to speak. (laughs) More often than not, the number that you get, depending upon where you are. So this, this is a good topic to talk about. So there are different stages of each of the types. So there are nine types, but you can be in unhealthy patterns. You can be an average and you can be healthy. And when you're going through a traumatic situation, you can also be in excess in your number, which means you're like really doing poorly because you're in survival mode. And so depending upon where you fall on that spectrum will really depend on what your type looks like when you take a test per se. And so a lot of times when people take the test and they've come out of a traumatic situation and they're still beginning that healing stage, they really haven't gotten to the other side of the healing where they feel really confident and they know kind of more about who they are. They typically fall on what we would call a stress number. So the number that you would go to in stress. So the Enneagram is set up in a way that there is your main dominant type. So mine is a type two. So when I go to stress, I migrate to a type eight. And we can't obviously show a diagram on the podcast, but if any were to listen and they're curious about it, you could just pull up an image of the Enneagram itself and you can see the numbers themselves. So there's stress path and there is also a growth path. So when I go to growth, I go to a type four. So the really awesome thing about the Enneagram is, is you can take on characteristics. You don't become the other type, but you take on characteristics of other numbers that you move to when you're in stress or in growth or the wing numbers that we briefly talked about. Wow, that's fascinating. So this is really, really deep. It's not something that you can just take a glance at and understand. No, and I think the way that I best describe it is discovering your Enneagram type isn't the destination. That's just the beginning. And sometimes people take a long time to discover their type because they've gone through trauma and they've sat in survival mode or in that deep, dark valley for so long that they can't see the other side. They can't see a life 
that is full of healing or full of love or support. And so it really takes them time to go, oh, wow, like, oh, I do that thing. And so often times what happens is when you start looking at the Enneagram, you look at the unhealthy behaviors that each of the type, they kind of repeatedly do the habitual patterns that we fall into. That's often where people find their type. When you get super uncomfortable, you get those like achy butterflies in your stomach and you're like, oh my gosh, someone just read a diary that I never wrote or they read my journal that I never wrote, but it's just in my brain. That's often where people find their type. But again, it is a journey and it's a brave journey, especially for trauma survivors of any kind. Okay. So as entrepreneurs, like how can we take this test, get a number or a result of our type, and then use that or apply that to, you know, our business or building a personal brand? I'm so glad that you asked that question because that is something that I've been really looking into a lot more lately. Not only Enneagram is helpful in the healing process, but also discovering the best version of yourself. That's like the best way that I can describe it is taking the natural strengths that you have and that maybe you never knew that you had. And then also looking at the weak points of like, oh, well, I'm not really great at that. That's something like in a business you could hire out. So in places that you're not super strong, you could hire those out. So maybe you're not really super great at marketing and you know somebody who's really great at that. You could hire that piece out and also then excel in the things that you were gifted with. So again, each of the types have strengths and weaknesses. And if you're always playing to your weak points and you're trying to do things, it's almost like pushing a boulder up a hill. It's like trying to climb out of a deep, dark valley and using a shovel to dig yourself deeper. And so oftentimes when you discover what your Enneagram type is, it shows you those characteristics. It shows you the growth path that is for you. And because you can take on characteristics of four other types it allows you to go, oh, well, I could try that or that might be helpful for me. And so as entrepreneurs, it's almost like a brand new world that's opening up to go, wow, I can sit in my zone of genius and I can do the thing that I'm good at. So like for you might be doing these podcasts, right? You get on and interview people. That is a zone of genius you have. You can just have these natural conversations with people, but maybe you having to write email marketing or do all these other things, the behind the scene business aspects, maybe isn't your cup of tea. And you're, you're like, man, I really don't want to do this. Okay. So that's really fascinating to me because, you know, just in my own entrepreneurial journey, there are definitely things that I feel I'm gifted at, or I can do, but then there are other things that either I'm not very good at, or I don't like to do. Or they just simply overwhelm me. And that would be like the tech things. <laughs> but with that being said, so you're a two, I'm a two. What are our strengths and what are our weaknesses? So type twos are, they like to be categorized in general terms. So if you start looking into more Enneagram knowledge and you listen to podcasts and read books, a lot of them categorize them and they give them names. So type twos are the helper, they're the caregiver, caretaker. And so basically type twos are all about relationships, all about making connections with other people. And so if you're in an unhealthy state, you're seeking connections that aren't necessarily in alignment with your core values and what you believe in. 
So on the unhealthy side, if you're a business owner and you're just starting a business or you've been in business and it's not going the way that you want, you might be in scarcity mindset and you're like, well, I'm just going to talk to everybody. I'm just going to help everybody. Well, we can't help everybody, right? But you can use a platform like a podcast, like you're doing, Robin, to get the message out, to get other people's message out. And so that allows you to help people and it allows them to take what they need. So I believe in like giving people inspiration and empowering them to change their lives, but we can't go around doing it for them, right? We can't actually go into their house or get into their living room or in their car driving along with them and be like, oh, you need to do this. Oh, you need to do this. We often want to do those things because we see the needs of others. So type twos have like this special magical thing of seeing the needs of everybody else. And they often struggle with seeing their own needs. So as an entrepreneur, you might see how you could help other people in what it is that you are trying to do as a business owner. What happens is you forget about your own personal needs, uh, self-care. You forget about maybe spending time with your family. You become a workaholic if you, you kind of lean into the three-wing space. Or if you're leaning into the two-one-wing space, you become perfectionistic as far as like wanting to do all the things and make them right. And so that could put you in a place where you don't ever put anything out into the world because it's not perfect and it's not ready. So a strength that a two might be in an entrepreneur is possibly working with somebody else behind the scenes, having an assistant who would help do all the things that you need help with, but you being able to be the light of your business and share what it is that you're good at. Oh my gosh. So, I mean, you just summarized me to a T basically. (laughs) Which is so funny. So, okay, I know that I am a two. You just confirmed that. So with that being said, like if I'm a two and I have the option of being wing one or wing three, does that fluctuate? Or because I have tendencies of both, like I can be a perfectionist. I can also, you know, what total control of situations or things. So that is a really great question. And I get that question all the time. You can lean into both wings. You can lean heavily into one wing or the other during different seasons of life. It's not a all or nothing. Some people are just a two and they don't really lean into it. And so the more that you study the Enneagram, you can actually learn how to, what I would term balancing your wing. So you can, in a moment when you're trying to perfect things, you go, oh, okay, I'm going to be a little brave and go, it's done done is better than perfect. It's not going to be perfect this time because maybe you're launching a website or you're launching a podcast or you're launching a new program and you're like, okay, I've been working on this for six months and I know I need to do all these things to it. But if you try to perfect it, it's never going to go out into the world. But once Mm -hmm. you put it into the world and you can get feedback, you know, constructive feedback from either your peers or your clients, you can then use your perfectionism, your one wing and go, okay, how can I make the changes that people have said that they really would like? For the podcast example, you could bring people on and as people are listening and they review, they tell you what they love and what maybe they don't like so much. And that allows you to not be a perfectionist necessarily, but it allows you to better do what you are wanting to do and put out into the world. Oh, that's fantastic. I can see how valuable this is because it it really makes you take a look at yourself as a whole. So you're not just going through motions every day, but you can see where your motivations, your values, your curiosity all come into play with everything that you're doing. 
Absolutely. And that's the thing is it's based on your motivations. It's based on the things that you habitually do time and time again. And for people who are a little bit older, they would want to like reflect back and look at how they were when they were like, like 20. If we have younger audience, you know, who might be listening or they're in their twenties, it's like really taking a really look at who you are now and looking at the unhealthy characteristics of the habitual patterns that you're falling into. So whether you're on a healing journey or you're trying to start a business or you're trying to be a better parent, you can use the Enneagram in really any aspect of your life to break free from those habitual patterns that are basically holding you captive to your life. It's a way of choosing to respond to life rather than to continue reacting to life and then just feeling like you're stuck and you're not good enough. And it's all those limiting beliefs that come with it. It allows us to break free from those things and really step into our full potential and really become who God wanted us to become. And it's not about a comparison game. It's not about judging other people. Oh, well, you do that thing. You must be this. So I want to preface that in we can't type other people. I'm an Enneagram coach, right? I'm a certified Enneagram coach who helps other people discover who they are. I don't tell them who they are. I just talk mm-hmm. about the types and I, I encourage them to ask themselves deeper questions. And I reflect, I don't walk around telling people, oh, you're a one or you're a two or you're a five. I encourage them to go on their own brave journey to discover who they are because it's not a destination. It's a journey. It's a journey to discovering who you are. You know, you said so many great things, but I love that you said discovering who God has called you to be, who God meant you to be. And I think especially in the times we're living in right now, we're inundated with people telling us how we should live or what we should do, who we should vote for, or, you know, where we should go and why. And it's overwhelming. And we get lost in that sometimes. And we forget who we're meant to be, who does God want us to be? Who does he want us to serve? And like you, we talked about at the beginning, you had your journey and it was not easy. It was filled with trauma and, you know, really hurtful events and people in your life, but look where you are now and how you're making a difference. And I fully believe that we are given experiences that we go through, but God is there. He guides us and he allows us to grow, to become the person like you experienced all of those things. So now you can be his servant and help all those other people. I just think that's beautiful. Thank you. I'm so glad that you spoke to that because after my initial trauma, I had to go back to school and be inundated back into the real world. Right. I was carrying around all this. The way that I talk about it is a shame backpack. I had a backpack that was completely filled with shame rocks. I literally kept loading them. And every time I walked around and I was introduced to other people, I would pick up their shame rocks and I'd put them in my backpack to carry for them because that's what twos do. They carry other people's burdens. They see other people's issues and problems and they want to fix them. And so for like the last 18 years, I have been figuring out what is it that God wants me to do? What does he want what is the purpose of my life? And I was like, there's no way that my purpose is to share my story. No way, right? The reason why I speak to that is because I was surrounded, the support system that I have, I was surrounded with people who didn't have confidence, who walked through hard things and believed that they couldn't share them because they were too hard. And I heard over and over and over throughout the years, you can't share your story. That's too hard. Nobody wants to hear about that. 
nobody wants to hear about what happened to you. Why would you do that? That's just going to bring shame to other people or shame to our family. Or how can you protect our family when you're telling people about the deep, dark secrets that nobody can ever hear about? Well, guess what? They happened to me. And if I continue to hold on to the fact that I need to carry that as a shame, how can I live fully into who I was created to be? I remember mm-hmm. sitting in the auditorium in high school. It was back when D.A.R.E. was really in high schools. It was a really big thing. I don't know if you remember the D.A.R.E. program. Yeah, here it's in the elementary schools, I guess, because oh, wow. you know, the prevalence of drug abuse is so, so heavy that I guess they've started it now for younger kids. So it was a similar program or maybe even an extension of the D.A.R.E. program. But there was this beautiful woman, so confident, standing on stage. She knew who she was. She knew what she was talking about. She was very passionate about what she was talking about. And it had nothing to do with the abuse that I had experienced as a child. Nothing. But in that moment, I said, I want to do that. I want to get up and share my story. I want to tell so I can educate people so this doesn't continue to happen. And that is my goal is to educate people so this doesn't continue to happen. And then also offer the healing to people who've also, who've actually walked through these journeys or other types of trauma in their life is to be able to break that cycle and say, this can stop. We don't have to continue doing this. We don't have to keep hiding and we don't have to keep just, you know, carrying all these burdens ourselves or carrying the burdens of other people. And I knew that was what I was supposed to do. And I came home and I had told my girl's dad at the time, we were just dating, we weren't married or anything. And I told him, this is what I want to do. And he said, absolutely not. There's no way you're doing that. He told me no. And I said, okay, fine. I won't do that. I didn't have the support system. Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't until just a few years ago when I was really surrounded with other people who've shared hard things, widows who've shared their stories, other trauma survivors, other people who've gone through divorce, hearing those stories gave me permission to share my own story in my own capacity. And it's taken me years to get to where I am, but there's not a moment in my life that I know that I didn't have to walk through the struggle because now I get to be on the other side. Now I get to be a light for those who are struggling to find their own light. I love that because it's it's so incredibly powerful to walk the walk you've walked and come out on the other side to be able to serve other people and to do it with a joyful heart. I just think it's so incredibly amazing. So Liza, I would love for you, or Liza Jean, I should say, I would love <laughs> for you to tell the listeners how they can find out more about you. I know you have a Facebook group. So if you want to share that information and then any other information as far as what you have going on with your business, um, links to your social sites, like whatever you want to share so that my listeners can connect with you and learn more from you. First off, I just want to say thank you, Robin, for having me on the podcast. It is such an honor to be here and to share my story and to be a light for others because I remember a time when there was no light and there was no one to turn to. There was no support system. And I believed that my life was over, that I was just meant to live in this space and just survive for the rest of my life. So I just want to say thank you for giving me this opportunity. It is so important to break the cycle of the, these things that we've been talking about today. But my business is living simply brave. I've had to choose to be brave with my life. And so I decided to call it that. And I choose to share my story um, one brave moment at a time. And I encourage anybody who is walking on their journey to come check me out. Any of the socials at Living Simply Brave, I do have a free Facebook community. It's called Living Simply Brave Community. It is just for women because we talk about hard things. Uh, We talk about parenting. We talk about all sorts of different things. We talk a little bit about Enneagram and just ways to 
walk out our healing journey. So whether people have experienced trauma or maybe they know somebody who has, encourage them to just maybe come join the community and find a support system and, you know, start living authentically into who you were created to be. So I do want to offer in January, I know this is um, a special thing for me, but I am hosting a three free Enneagram workshop. So it's a three-day event. It's over in my community. It is starting January 8th through the 10th. It is open for women to come and discover who they are in a gentle way and to kind of start this journey, this brave journey of discovering what is in store for their life and how they can also be better parents, better wives, better friends, better mothers, better daughters, and just kind of discover what it is that is meant for their life. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, I will put the links to all of that. I know you've shared them with me and I will put the links to all of those great things in the show notes so that if listeners want to, to join you either in the group, which I would encourage or join your three day event, I will have all those links in the show notes so people can find you. And one last thing, if anybody is curious about just starting their journey and they're like, I don't want to join a group. I don't want to do this workshop thing. I just want to silently and quietly learn about the Enneagram. You can start that process by just going to my website, livingsimplybrave.com slash quiz. And you can just get started there. You'll be prompted to join an email list. So I send gentle emails out. I kind of share bits and pieces of my story. So if you aren't ready to do this as a community, that's totally okay. And You can always send me a message privately and connect and just kind of get curious because that's what this is. It's about getting curious about who we are and not who everybody wants us to be. Mm, I love that. Well, thank you so much. I can't tell you how honoring it is to have someone feel comfortable, you know, with me and confident in me and trust me to come on the show and be so vulnerable. So thank you for that. I really do appreciate it. Well, thank you so much for having me. It is an honor to be connected with you. And it's so interesting how the two of us got connected. And it's one of those godly moments, you know, where someone says, oh, you need to meet this person. And I said, okay, I'm listening. Yeah, it was really cool. All right. Thank you so much. And with that, we are going to sign off. Have you ever wondered about personal branding and what it actually is? Have you ever been curious about personal branding photography? Well, in my Brand Insider Lookbook, I have all the answers for you. The lookbook includes everything you need to know about personal branding photography how to overcome the fear of being in front of the camera, how to prepare for a photo shoot, and even how to choose a photographer. At the end of the lookbook, we even have a whole series of different poses and looks and ideas so that you can use those resources to create your shot list for the next time you have a branding photo shoot. To learn more and to download the free lookbook, visit my website, www.robingrahamphotography.com forward slash resources. I hope you enjoy it. That's a wrap, friends. Thank you so much for listening today. I am grateful to have you here with me. If you enjoyed this episode and found the information helpful, will you please take a moment to subscribe and leave a rating and review? That would mean the world to me. It will also help others find the podcast. I really look forward to getting to know my listeners. Will you please connect with me on Instagram? You can find me at the Robin Graham. 
You can also find me on Facebook and LinkedIn as Robin Graham. And I invite you to join my private Facebook group, The Brand Marketing Insider. Please spread the word about the Second Phase Podcast. Until next time, remember to smile.